Reddit did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday, December 13th. I'm Caleb Mitchell. Joining me always, Landon Raby. Before we jump into everything, I need to remind you guys of MyBookie. More Important Issues is obviously brought to you by MyBookie. Guys, if you haven't started betting yet, this is the perfect time to start. Not only is it college football bowl season, but you also have NFL, you have NHL, and on MyBookie, you can even bet on esports. It is, it's like I said, it's the best time. I'm going to try to get Landon to start gambling. I know he's probably not going to, but it, it now's, now or never. You can you can do uh, so many different parlays, including across sports. Doesn't have, just have to be football. Um, I mentioned all those uh, earlier, guys. I would not recommend a service to you that has not been good to me. My bookie has great reviews. They've been in the business for years, and their mobile site is extremely easy to use. If you head on over to my bookie today and use a promo code issue, that's promo code issue I S S U E. They will match your deposit fifty percent. That's a deal right there. That's that's money ahead. Head on over there today, guys. You play, you win, you get paid. And it's time. I wish Tennessee football was still playing. It, but the good news is Tennessee basketball plays this Saturday. And also, good news: Tennessee basketball is not playing, or Tennessee football is not playing. I guess that is good news. I guess <laughs> I guess I should say I want Tennessee football to play and win. Yeah. Okay. That that's what I should have said. Okay. Because you're right. As of right now, it's good news that they're not playing. Right. So, Everybody's a little bit calmer. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, the OC search doesn't really help anything, but it's it's calmer. It is. And a lot of people, I think, are just overreacting. They're also just like, I mean, I get it. You, you want to know, you know, what's going to happen. And I feel like there's been, I feel like most schools don't care about their OC search because they know it's not a huge deal. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot about what the head coach does. We just don't know enough about Jeremy Pruitt. And... We didn't have a good OC situation last year, Mm-mm. so I think I mean I think it's fair of us to to want to know and, and be upset and, um, but also I think you know a little Aaron Rodgers advice relax, yeah like I I, I trust well, I think you everyone should trust Coach Former without a doubt he has given us thirty times thirty reasons to trust him and very few to not trust him like thirty yeah. Pruitt, I mean, I, I I don't think he's given us a reason not to trust him yet. No. So I think just relax, let the hire happen, and don't freak out one way or the other. I mean, if you had gone out and gotten Hugh Freeze, I would still say we need to see what he does this year or next year, you know, the next two years. Yeah. Um, and then same if we get someone, and we'll, we're about to talk about when we jump into it. We're about to talk about um, you know, some of the other candidates, and I'm going to say the same thing: don't freak out until we let let them work first. Um, and that, yeah, that's the key, but yeah, Twitter has been crazy and it's, it's almost made me not want to be on Twitter as much. Yeah. Have you, did you see the latest Twitter outrage? The, um, people who are like, why are you making videos? You should be out hiring OC. Yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah. First of all, they do not even. Jeremy Pruitt probably doesn't know how to work a video camera. No, but actually he was a high school coach. He he may, he may know how, he may know how to work a video camera. But he definitely doesn't know. He if you said, he "Hey, know how to edit one." Yeah, if you're like, "Hey, man, uh, what you what's what software do you use to edit that video?" He doesn't know what software even means. Yeah, he might not even he he might not even know. Like, I doubt that man uses a computer. And if he does, I feel like he's the guy who calls IT for like the simplest stuff. Like, "Hey, man, I got locked out on my email again. 
did you hit reset password? Oh no, thank you. All right. And then he resets the password. He's like, shit, man, I'm a, I need help. All these numbers don't really make sense. He's like, just enter them into your new password. He's definitely the guy that has all of his passwords on a sticky note on the side of his computer. You think he even has that? I'm sure all of them have a computer. No, no, I know the sticky note though. Like, do you think he's or some? It's uh, maybe be somewhere. He definitely doesn't save password when he hits it. I definitely don't think he puts it in his notes in his phone. I think it. Oh no! Like a do you think he knows that he has a notes app on his phone? Probably not. I don't think so either. He knows how to call, and he just probably learned how to text. Yeah, that man <laughs> knows football, and that's it. Yeah, he. The only reason he learned how to text was so he could talk to recruits. Yeah. He definitely uses T9 still. Yeah. Flip phone. Dude, maybe, flip phone's the way to go. Maybe he's like, he's got the little slide. He definitely, he definitely has an iPhone. Probably just for recruiting purposes. Because like, first off, if a coach ever texted me and it showed up green, I'd be like, all right, that school's out. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, There'll that, be no Samsung in here. Yeah, that's why he's got the iPhone for sure. There's no doubt in my mind. Because, um, yeah, green is like. The only way I could talk to a coach if it was in green is like if Steve Spurrier like texted me. Like someone like someone, you know, prominent in football. Yeah. And I didn't expect them to Lou Holtz would you know the you know the cell phones that um you have to or cell phones, telephones that you have to like turn the dial to get to and it's like yeah. That's if, the kind Lou Holtz Lou would Holtz still use to this day. Phone, he still has a Nokia. Do you think he has a, has a cell phone? Probably not, but I'm saying if he does, he if he had, he may have a cell phone, but he definitely has a pager too, or he has a razor. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's that new. I don't know if he's that up to date. I think maybe it was like a gift from like one of the grandkids. They like re-gift a used razor. That would be awesome. Like ten years ago, and he's still using it. That would be great. I, I, I. The only time I've dealt with, and my grandmother's upgraded, but the only time I've dealt with flip phones is is when I was. Uh, I mean, I had one, I think for like a couple of years, you know, like one or two years. Um, and then I, yeah, I mean, my grandmother had one up until like four or five years ago. She had a flip yeah. phone. So. Well, my grandmother, like it took her the longest time to adjust to, um, well, first of all, she had a home phone, but like, um, <laughs> still had the wire or the caller ID. Oh yeah. Like she was like, I, kn- I know who's calling me. Like, I don't <laughs> even have to answer. It took her so long to comprehend. Like she doesn't have to answer. If it's like. <laughs> telemarketing service right i love the i, I love the hey it's me I, I know like like people you know like like if you call me and you're like hey it's me i'm like i i can i can see that <laughs> this isn't my dad he um up until probably like a year ago he used to always leave me messages hey it's dad called me yeah no those are my my dad did the same thing my like, dad did the same thing i know it's you thank you and i don't in fairness and i probably need to like, change my voicemail these voicemails anymore that's true. That's true. But in fairness, I probably need to change my voicemail because it's just that classic one that like, you know, businesses or, or parents always had like the leave your name and number and I'll get back to you. Like really just leave your name because I have your number and yeah, that's it. It's true. So I probably, I in fairness, just the automatic one is that's, I can't stand those eight, six, five. Yeah. I, I, you need to fix that. I'll do yours for you. Maybe I'll just say my name. Hey, you've reached. This, just say Landon Raby. Beep. Do that. That'd be yeah, awesome. Okay. I, I, I'd appreciate that. What if I what if I said beep in mine? And then like And then just sat there for a second? Yeah. That'd be nice. And then it beeped itself. I think either I, I this is probably what happened. My brother did that and I copied him and did that. I think it was like 
he'd be like, leave your name or, you know, leave your name and number in the message after the beep, beep, and then sit on the phone for a minute and be like, oh, I'm just kidding. And they'd be like, now nah, you can really leave it and hang up. Those, those are classics. The, I did hello. Yes. Who's this? Oh, I got you this mobile. <laughs> My nephews, they're, they're, they're uh, 11 and 12, 10 and 11, something like that. They just got cell phones like, you know, a couple months ago. That's their voicemail. It's awesome. I was like, dang, throwback. That's, that's great. <laughs> that is great. Speaking of throwbacks, Tennessee and Memphis haven't seen each, each other in a while. Been a while. We're going to FedEx Forum. Sold out FedEx Forum. Penny's back. Chris Paul asked for tickets. Hmm. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Chris Paul asked for tickets. Hey, Chris I don't know Paul, why he's asking for line. tickets. You can just probably show up and they'll let you into an NBA arena. Yeah, you're, uh, you're Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need to. I don't think you need tickets. No. Um, this is an exciting matchup. I mean, if we're just being honest, we should win, and it shouldn't be a question. We we were better than them. We um, we're getting a lot of national media attention. I don't know if I like it. People are starting to like us, and I don't know if I like it. Yeah, and some people still aren't still aren't on the train. That's fine with me. Yeah. I, I prefer to be. I did. I hate being hyped up. And everyone's thing about Tennessee football is like, you guys are always a next year team or whatever. And I'm like, well, whatever, yeah, whatever. Because <laughs> I mean, we're just historically good. My, um, one of my favorite quotes that we've had on the show is Jesse Smitty is like, yeah, you can talk yourself into. Eight and four season every year. Yeah. And we do. We do. Just well, about. We, you could win that game. Well, we could win that game, too. Well, what about that one? That's a toss-up. Yeah. And, I mean, think about it. If that defense isn't playing good, man. Yeah, what if we win that game? <laughs> yeah. You're like, holy crap, we went undefeated. Yeah, you can really get yourself into it. And it's and tough. even before the Alabama game, you're like, okay, like, what if we hurt two of the first play and yeah. we uh, just somehow just win? Like, think about it, guys. Um, you know, you could really win this game if you just come out strong in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. you definitely, it's definitely easy to uh, to talk yourself into into these games. And um, I mean, there's going to be a lot of nudity when we ever beat Alabama. If we ever beat Alabama, I mean, I hope I hope I'm in a place to have kids because I would I would love. No, I can't place say, to I, have kids in a place in my life to have kids when we beat Alabama. Like okay. next year, like I don't plan to be there. So oh, you plan on making one. I wasn't going to say that on the podcast, nice. but you, you get it. You get it. <laughs> you get it. I, it speaks for itself now. Um, but yeah, and, and with basketball, I've kind of like, I'm just waiting for us to, to not win. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not going to happen. No. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be this Memphis game. We're just, um, we should be better than them. I just like how, with our bigs, with Grant Williams, Schofield, you know, just two guys that are solid. Yeah. Like, those guys took a beating. Those Gonzaga players did not want any more of that team. Right. If it would have went to overtime, like, I feel like they would have laid down. Like, they were sick and tired of banging around with Grant. And I know Grant was out, but still. I love, And I, it's funny because those guys aren't – I mean, Schofield's – you know, huge, muscular, but I mean, he's not six eight. Yeah, and I mean, Grant's, uh, I think, right at six eight, isn't he? Yeah, six eight, six seven, something, something like that. that. Yeah. I mean, that's not big for the. I mean, now thankfully he's got some help from Alexander. Like last year, he was playing the five, and that's tiny for for the five. Um, and, and he just he plays so big, like you would ne- like. I don't think unless you saw him, like if you just watched him play for ten minutes straight, just straight play, you never saw him standing next to somebody. I don't think you'd guess he was that much smaller than 
than yeah, some guys when he, he's playing when he against. He played against the Kansas guy that was so big. Yeah. I mean, he, they almost looked like the same size. On right. The court, like how, how he plays. So, yeah, I just like how we, to a, a physical standpoint, we just beat teams down. Right. And if you, if you look at this Memphis team, they're not terrible. They're not. Um, you know, they're, they're averaging right around 80 points a game. Um, they've got – I mean, they're being led by Penny Hardaway, who you, you mentioned this. They're going to – you better take advantage of beating them now um, because here in the next few years, they're going to be back to, to where they, they should be mm-hmm. and where they've been before. Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a recruiting hotbed. And – you know, this is the this is the resurgence of the rivalry. Yeah, and there you know they're they're coming for Tennessee's number. Um, those guys and the, you know, those guys that are playing at Memphis from Memphis, they, you know, they want their hometown to mean something. And yeah. it's not that they're especially Memphis basketball isn't necessarily the little brother of Tennessee, but the school Memphis, the area Memphis, is the little brother of. Of, of Tennessee or the the cities, the little brother of Nashville, like they want to they want to be something. This game means something to the people of Memphis, and that's why it's sold out. Yeah. Um, and you know they've got some tough losses this year. Uh, they played pretty good against LSU. I think that's that's a game for LSU that a lot of people pointed to and said, oh, they're going to be good this year. Um, so I mean, obviously beating Memphis meant something to to the AP voters and, and to a lot of the people in the national media. So just to give you know give an example of, of what a win can do. Over Memphis, I mean, what kind of sucks about this game is if you do lose, um, it's not like you can be like, oh well, you know, you lost to the number one team in the country. No, if you lose, you lost to five and four Memphis, and they, you know, unfortunately on paper they don't look great. Yeah, Um, the first year head coach. Yeah, so you know, you really got to go in and win this game. But you're definitely you're more talented than them. Um, Hopefully, Schofield's still hot. I I love what Mark Titus said though. Um, I know you shared some stuff with the article. About or from the article on Twitter, um, he said the good thing about Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield is they're never you know you're not hoping they're hot and and what I mean by Sco- hopefully Schofield's hot is from three he's gonna still be able to play his game in terms of going in there and just being man being a man and bodying people getting boards um, going back up with it he's gonna be able to do that that doesn't require being hot hopefully he's also hot from three because six of ten from three point range I'll take that every night of the week mm-hmm. so. Obviously, they're going to play their game and they're going to play it well. You'd love to see Schofield be able to go out and, and hit three pointers in FedEx for them, and um, I'm sure he'd love it too because now you're shooting threes in another NBA arena. Yeah, so I mean, so far this year we've seen Grant Williams, we've seen Schofield kind of go off. I want to see that next guy. Yeah, who's who's going to be that third option? You know, are we waiting for Lamonte to to come back to get that, or you know, is it going to be Bowden and Bone? Alexander, is it going to be one of those guys to take the reins and prove that they can take over a game as well? Yeah, I don't know who else we have that can take over a game on our yeah, roster. May- maybe not to that extent, yeah. but you know, I would guess fill their presence and make teams guard them. Right, absolutely. Um, that I mean, what you said about making teams guarding you, Bowden being able to hit just one or two shots there, that opened the floor for Schofield to be able to get a little bit more space. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Um, and then, Bow- I mean, Bowden, I-, I watched a little bit of the Gonzaga game again to- this morning. Dude played phenomenal defense. Um, yeah. I mean, and we know he's a good defender, but he played he played great. And, and I-, I said last week or uh, Sunday, 
I didn't think Yves Pons played great defense. And I said, I, and I did say it that I, when I say that, I mean for him. Overall, he played good. Um, I thought he played, you know, watching it again, I probably retract that statement still uh, just because I think he did a lot of good stuff. I think he was, um, you know, he had to guard a great player versus, and then plus, um, you know, you had Bowden there to also play. He guarded who I thought Eves would have guarded most of the game. Um, so he didn't need to go guard uh, Norvell. Um, but yeah, both of those guys playing great defense will help. And uh, I think we need to be able to see use more use his athleticism more. I don't know if he shot off after getting absolutely obliterated at the rim, um, but we definitely need need him around the rim. And one thing, I'm going to correct Admiral Schofield's game real quick um, just because I think it's fair uh, if you watch the Gonzaga game. He needs to get rebounds and go right back up with him. He put the ball on the floor way too many times um, after getting boards high. Uh, just go back up. You give the defense a lot of time to regain composure there and, and you know, get in your face and, and potentially block it or at least um, mess up a shot. Just go back up. You're strong enough to just go straight back up. Go do it. Yeah. That's really – I mean, that's my only correction for him in the game. And, I mean, you know, I think if at least a few times he put the ball back on the ground and went and scored. So, I'm not saying, you know – Every time, do this. But I just felt like we saw him go up, get rebounds, hit the floor too many times. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I Like I said, you should go in. You should beat Memphis. Um, really, you shouldn't have a ton of trouble. Obviously, they're going to get – you're going to get their best shot. You're number, you're number three in the country. Uh, I talked about this on Sunday. I said um, – because the announcers were saying Tennessee still sees himself as the hunted – you better still see yourself as that, or the hunt, hunters, not the hunted. You better see yourself as the hunters because you're definitely being hunted right now, and that and that starts on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you you knocked off the number one team in the country, and you know everybody's gonna want your number. They think you're. You definitely made a statement that you are the top three in the country. Yep. Um, there's no doubt about it. Even, you know, the coaches' poll came out. They have us at number four, and they didn't give us one of the votes. But, whatever. So, I mean, you, you can use it at what you will. Um, you know, they put Duke, who lost Gonzaga, ahead of you, so maybe use that for motivation. And then Kansas, you should have beat Kansas. Right. So, if you want to play the hunted, I guess you can hunt after those guys. But, you know, I, I just think this team, they, they're going to play their game. Yep. And I, I, I love how we don't like, like with football, we kind of play to our opponent. Right. And I like how this team, you know, they blow out the people they should blow out. Um, you know, they play their brand of basketball no matter what the stands. You say that, in which I just want to talk about it briefly. I don't know if we want to get into a big rant about it. You talk about how we, we beat who we're supposed to beat by how much we're supposed to beat them by. I don't know what else these voter, voters wanted um, to put, number one, Virginia ahead of us in the coaches poll, like you said. Yeah. And then even Duke ahead of us because I know we lost to – Kansas, but they were also number two in the country at the time. Um, but then we went out and beat number one. So I don't really know what – I mean, I said I thought we'd beat number three, so I'm not going to sit here and act like it's just completely unfair that we were at number three. That's where I figured we'd land. But when you look at Duke, they lost to – they were they had that number one spot, and a lot of people thought they'd be able to run away with – you know, I, I said it. I thought they would be the team that would probably end up if any if anybody stays undefeated, it's probably gonna be that Duke team. Um, they they yeah they beat number two Kentucky, but that number two Kentucky team, you played them the first uh, season the first game of the season on your home court, a bunch of freshmen 
So if we're going to look at it like that, I think, you know, that's fair. And they, you know, then they lose to number three Gonzaga at the time. So I'm not going to sit here and just say I'm horribly upset about Duke being in front of us, but Virginia doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Cause we like, they barely skated by uh, VCU on Sunday. Yeah. The same so, day we I knock mean, off number it's one. Just, I think it's just an undefeated team. You know, we're the SEC and, you know, people look at Duke and like, oh, they're so talented. They have so many NBA prospects on their roster. But, you know, that doesn't always win. Yep. Uh, you, you can look at their the past years in the tournament. They, that doesn't always tra- translate to the, right. the championships. Absolutely. And, and you look at Gonzaga, you know, if, you know, they would have beat us and, you know, they have to play UNC this, this week, which is a winnable game for them. You know they don't play anybody. No, I think uh, I think Mark Titus even said that in his article. He he said he pretty much had an article pre-written about yeah. how Gonzaga comes in, takes care of business, and probably wins out after this. Yeah. So he had an undefeated article ready to go, and I I, I like Mark Titus a lot. I don't listen to his podcast specifically, but I listen to Bill Simmons, um, and Mark Titus joins him pretty often because he's a he's a part of the Ringer, and um, you know he's he's a really first off he's just he's very blunt and honest, which is. I feel like too many people just try to be the smartest guy in the room, um, especially in like sports media. I feel like too many people try to be the smartest guy. And, and Mark Titus, like he, in his article, just owns up to being completely wrong about Gonzaga. Not completely wrong, but wrong in that he thought Gonzaga would beat Tennessee. And like you said, very good chance to win out. They, they could still go win out. Yeah. And um, he just pretty much, he kind of just said how, how he was wrong about Tennessee. He knew they were good, but he was still wrong in terms of how they thought they'd play against Gonzaga. And I like how they went out and, you know, played some teams. They played Texas A&M. They played Illinois, Arizona, Duke, Creighton, Washington, Tennessee, and UNC. So they loaded up that non-conference schedule. I was about to say, they don't make they, they, they knew how poor their, you know, conference schedule is. Yeah, they don't make it, e- they don't make it easy on themselves. Right. Because, I mean, they, they like you said, they know. And they want to be that number one seed come tournament time. They, they want to be there. Yeah. Um, so they, they – they understand it, and they, they, they try to fit, they try to help their self, themselves as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, looking over on the OC search side, yeah, it's I mean I, I don't really know other than some names to throw out how you want to go about that because there's just nothing. Yeah, and I I'm, mean, I'm there, there's really not you know you you heard Joe Ozevet right come up today and you know I don't necessarily hate it. I, I mean, yeah I I don't know much about him. Um, he was the Guy at uh, junior, college. junior college before you got here. That's what I thought. I I wanted to check. He's he's the RPO guy, and I, I agree. We could. I know RPOs aren't the the greatest thing, but I feel like we could have used them this year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the only way you probably move the football this year. I mean, especially just. I mean, some of them would have been tough because your offensive line can't block for more than a second, if that. Yeah. But at the same time, you also you know you might put if you. If you run them effectively every once in a while, you put some defense on their heels. So you, you spread it out a little bit more. Yeah, and, and you're gonna you're gonna um you know, you're not he's not gonna bring in his offense more than likely all to his own. I mean, unless Jerry yeah. Pruce is just ready for a complete overhaul. And I, I don't see it that way with him. Um but you know, I, like you said, the Joe Osevet thing, I, I don't hate that hire, uh, if it happened. I don't know if it happens. I feel like if you were gonna hire within you you do that immediately, yeah. Um, that's my that's my only thing. Just because if you don't hire within immediately, 
you probably look kind of, unless you just said we, we wanted to interview everybody, which if you say that, then it's a whole different story. Maybe you wanted to meet with everyone that you had in mind and that's possible. Um, a lot of people think an announcement, they, they doubt it, but they think an announcement could come. Uh, they have a press conference planned right after national signing, early national signing day. Doubt it comes in. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't know when we make this hire. Yeah, like, I mean, you Tom tables. Say, is it after National Signing Day because he's at another program, or is it after their bowl game, or do you just or after the NFL have, season's over? Yeah, or do you just not have a guy? Right. Um, you know, you know, we got the news no OC until after Signing Day, which I don't think that's I don't think it's a huge deal to um, recruits. No. Maybe a quarterback. Right. Maybe that has a little bit to do with it. But, I mean, if you're the most talented quarterback, it's not going to matter who your offensive coordinator is. Yeah. But, I mean, look at Alabama. The quarterbacks don't go there because the offensive coordinator. Right. Because, I mean, they are they know they're going to come in there and perform. And right. And win championships. So, they're not worried about yeah. it. And you come in here, if you're a five-star quarterback, you're probably going to play right off. Yeah. I don't see anybody that could just – like if Tua, if he if he came in this season to Tennessee, yeah, he oh. would definitely start over anybody. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, yeah. So and then you have Mike Yurchich. Um, he he spent some time in Division Two and then you know made his way up to Oklahoma State. And a lot of people were like, "Oh, he's just an air raid guy. He just throws it over the field." This guy's had like thousand yard rushers at yeah. Oklahoma State. He'll just spread the ball out, get it to his playmakers. So I don't hate that hire either. Do I think? I mean, I I think you have as good a job as any in the Big Twelve. Right. I don't see him leaving. Yeah. To to a lateral move to the SEC. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. Um, well, there's so much pressure on offense. Right, and you got to look at the talent. And a lot, you know, uh, finally people, I guess, are calming down and starting to realize like. Jeremy Pruitt's where he needs to be right now, and that's on the road recruiting. Um, I like the wait, so he's not making videos. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he is doing editing. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. He yeah. is editing for for the uh, VFL. I don't I don't know if you know this. He's the one who sends out all the tweets during the football games too. That's what I thought. Yep. So, um, but a lot of people are calming down and you know remembering what the great Philip Fulmer said. It's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmies and Joes. Um, you got to get the guys to do it. You can run a perfect offense. You can have the greatest defense um, of, of scheme. But if you don't got the guys to run it, ain't going to be effective. Go get the guys first. Especially in this call. Yeah. Go get the guys first, figure out the rest later. Because, I mean, like I said, if you really wanted to and you wanted to run their wing tee to perfection and you had the guys to do it, you could probably win a national championship to do it. And if you're going to win, I don't want to run the wing tee, but if you win a national championship doing it, I'll fall asleep during your game gladly. I'll wake up in the fourth quarter when we're winning and celebrate with you. Yep. So... Go it, it looks like the Kendall Browles interview didn't go so well. He hadn't been announced at FSU, has he, yet? No. It was reported he was taking that job. Well, I heard um, from Jason Swain, his sources said that the interview just didn't go well. Interesting. So, uh, you know. Is he guilty? <laughs> possibly. <laughs> I guess he wasn't into making videos. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I'm with that. Yeah. Was, was that... Before we get into recruiting, was that video about a specific recruit? I don't think so. Okay. I didn't know who was in it, if that was supposed to be somebody. Or... I, don't th- I think it was just like a... Just a, you know... Uh... It kind of reminded me of like the opening to like Madden, like my player. Yeah. That's what it kind of reminded me of. 
It was cool. Is NCAA campus legend making a comeback? Ooh, I like it. There you go. Recruiting. Speaking of the guys, we get, speaking of the Jimmys and the Joes. Right before that, Butch Jones going to Maryland. Tight ends coach. Didn't really sense. use the tight ends no. while he was here, but he's going to go coach them. I guess you, he can coach them. He just they don't have to use them. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're what he's there for. Right, exactly. Um, and then Drinkwitz is going to App State to be their head coach. Yeah, saw that today. So we're crossing some guys off our list. Hey, they're making it easy on us. We don't have to decide. Yeah, exactly. We'll just let fate decide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, recruiting. It's a big weekend. It's the last weekend um, to take official visits before early signing period. And Tennessee's got a, quite a bit of them. Woohoo! Woo. And that one messed up. Um, so you got some guys. You got a four-star running back, Noah Kane, um, from IMG Academy. Don't really know. I mean, I think this is just his last visit, and he wanted to take it somewhere. And his one of his buddies is Chris Akpirogane. So I'm sure... He was like, hey, come to Tennessee. It's free, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so I don't really see much of that. I mean, I think it's big to get guys like that on campus. Um, but, you know, I don't see much coming of this. You know, maybe Tennessee's able to come in here and – or he's able to come in here and Tennessee's able to sway him last minute. But I just think that's that's a really long shot for me. Right. Um, and then you got a three-star – Wide receiver Jalen Ellis making his official visit. Tennessee's really been on him lately. Um, he's from the t- he's from Texas. Runs a four five All American. Um, he's a Baylor commit right now. You know, Tennessee wants to add some speed, and I think that's why they've been on him so hard um, as of late. He, he's one of the guys that I look for us to flip. Will it happen? Who knows? But. <laughs> Um, it's definitely big that he's on our campus for the last weekend. Right. Then you got a three-star inside linebacker, Christopher Russell. He is an in-state prospect from Dyersburg. Um, the Vols offered him like two weeks ago. He was a Memphis commit, um, decommitted from them. You know, I, I just think Jeremy Pruitt isn't getting the big-time players that he thought. And right. so he's kind of going after the in-state guys. Um some guys are kind of under the radar. And right now they need linebackers. You know, you look at this roster of linebackers, you definitely need some guys there. Um, so I watched his highlight film. He's a high motor, um, plays sideline to sideline. So be interested to see if he is a Vol come the 19th. And then you got three-star Juco um, strong side defensive end, Nick um, Figaro. The Vols offered him late. He's the number one strong side defensive end Juco player in the country. Um, I watch his. He's a grown man. Like yeah. He looks like somebody's dad. Yeah. We're um, grown man hunting. Yeah. So, he's had 10 sacks, I think, this season. And, um, you know, he's from, the Cal- he's from Riverside, California, Riverside Community College. So, you know, that's going to be hard to get him all the way from California to Tennessee. But, you know, Niedermeyer went in home with him, so we'll, we'll see what kind of comes with that this weekend. Like I said, with um, Jalen Ellis, it, it's big that we're getting him on campus the last weekend. Yeah. Then you got a bunch of commits. You got Brian Maurer, Roman Harrison. Roman Harrison actually won the state title in Georgia. 
Bainbridge over uh, Warner Robbins. And then uh, you got Ramel Keaton, Jackson Lowe, Melvin McBride, Aaron Beasley. Aaron Beasley also won um, their state championship, Heard County in the state of Georgia. Sean Brown. Um, and that's all the commits we have for this weekend. I think, I think it's going to be you know, a good week. I think Tennessee's kind of getting to the point where it's like, all right, let's get all these commits and, you know, all, all these recruits down packed for this early signing period. And then we'll, you know, regroup and see what we got left um, for this class. I, I think we've met a lot of needs. We got a quarterback in the class. I think you'll get a running back in Eric Gray. Um, you're, you're trying to add some receivers. Offensive line was definitely a, a big emphasis in this class. And then defensive line. Yeah. And then you went hard with the secondary, too, which I think Pruitt's going to do that no matter if you need him or not. Because right. he's just a secondary guy. So That and you, you kind of always do need him. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure. And, you know, like I said earlier, the big-time guys, it, it doesn't look like we're going to get, you know, those top five stars that we were in the running for just – you're you know, you're, you're going to miss out, especially right now where our program's at. You're going to miss out on them more than you are going to hit on them. Right. So that's just yeah. how it goes. And, and I mean, even Alabama misses out on some of them. So not to say it's the end of the world when you do. Yeah. So some guys to kind of watch out for: um, Xavier Leggett, Dwayne Griffin. He's one of those guys that we've kind of discovered as of late. Didn't have very many offers. Um, he's from Louisiana, so maybe that's the Jordan Young of this class. Hopefully. You know, it's not like Jordan Young where he goes to FSU last minute. Maybe he goes to Tennessee. We'll see. Yeah. And then uh, Keyshawn Brown, who took his official visit last week. Um, we'll see if we're able to. He's an inside linebacker. Owen Popo looks to be locked down to Auburn. Um, then R.J. Henderson. He's uh, He was an Oklahoma commit, decommitted. And then um, Tennessee's, you know, met with him to see if they could get him on campus. So the, those are – Kind of the guys we're going after. Um, somebody asked me. Somebody had a recruiting question. We'll go ahead and get to that before we. Speaking of grown men, did you see LeBron James' interview? I know you've probably seen it, but the interview with Jay Billis that he tweeted. At, I think I think Jay Billis tweeted it out talking about his hair. It was his interview in high school. LeBron's just a grown ass man in his oh, senior yeah. year of high school. Grown ass man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So at. Um, MTCHL page, uh, Mitchell Page. He says, is there anyone committed to Tennessee that could, but that could potentially flip on signing day? Yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely think that's um, a big possibility with some of these guys. Lakia Henry, I think he's gonna um, wait till February, but it looks like we could lose him. Um, Melvin McBride's been committed, or. Been committed since um, August, but it looks like Arkansas is kind of going after him. And then Jaleel Clemens, the staff did not meet with him when they went through. Um, and he, I think he was the only commit they did not go in home with. It looks like he could be moving on to Memphis. And Ladarius Cox, he's a guy that's been committed since April. Just not really a lot of um, – traction there with Tennessee. It looks like he's headed to Auburn. If I had to guess, that's where he'd go. And Chris Akperogane, uh, I think he you know, he, he's saying he's all of all but he, he's taking some visits to other places, so who knows there but I I, I think we lock him down. Um, but uh, 
He's another guy you can kind of watch out for with that. Right. That's all I got for recruiting. That was a lot. Yeah. Big coming. Well, coming down to a big week. Um, you got like you mentioned the early national signing day on the nineteenth. Um, that I don't think you'll get an OC. Can't you won't get an OC hire before then. So might as well just sit down, relax, and wait till then. Um, excited for early national signing day. You you I like the I like I mean, you find out when the guys get on campus in January either. But I, I just you know. Why not bump it up a month and let us find out a little earlier? Uh, it's fun and kind of lets that class settle in a little bit. Um, you see what you got left, and then it and signing day is just a month and a half away. So yeah, I I like it because like you get like your main guys at this point. Yeah, and then you're able to meet needs. Yeah, for February. Yeah, so. it, it definitely gives you more time uh, to go get those guys that you you'll sign in February. Looking at college football bowl season that the University of Tennessee is not a part of again. Yay, fun. So what I thought for this, we could just go through probably like through Wednesday and okay. just pick who wins. All right, I like it. So first we got um, Auto Nation Cure Bowl with Tulane and Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. I'm oh. going Tulane. I'm, I'm going go Tulane too. I'm going to um, go Tulane. That, uh, they throw them for a lot of yards. Um, I'm just... Basically, just J.J. McCleskey. There you go. Um, you know, he's a great coach. I wish Tennessee would offer him something. But it looks like he's he's doing everything you could want in Tulane. They got cool uniforms, cool helmets. So, I'm going to Tulane. Six and six, Tulane. They've been – J.J. McCleskey actually was in at South Oil a couple of days ago. Yeah. So. Checking in on yeah. Tonquez Ball. And then yep. you got a New Mexico Bowl presented by Progressive. Ooh. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> um, Utah State versus North Texas. I think I'm going to go the main green here Ooh. In, in North Texas. Yeah, I think I'm going to take take the – I think I'm going to take them. I'm going to take um, – Utah State has put, has put up a lot of points. I'm going the Aggies. All right. All right. This all right. One. Um, they they scored like 47 points a game, so I'm going Aggies. They're favored. They're favored. Arizona State and Fresno State. And the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. It's a lot. That's a mouthful right there. It is a mouthful. It's a good bowl, though. It is good. Who you got? I got Fresno. I think I'm going to have to take Fresno State, too. I don't I don't love it, but we'll go there. I kind of want it. Like, I, I would want to take Arizona State, but they've had some good. They've had, they've had a few good games, but I don't trust them. No. So I'm going to go Fresno. Then you got Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. I don't even know. In Montgomery, is. Alabama. Oh God, that'd be terrible. Yeah, I know, right? Crampton Bowl. What a what a crap bowl. Um, I'm gonna take Georgia Southern. I will I like, too. I like Georgia Southern. The Eagles. I'm gonna take them. And then you got a uh, MTSU versus Appalachian State in the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. MTSU, baby. I'm going going MTSU, too. You got Zach Dobson, um, Shaton Mobley, Jock Bruce. Jock Bruce, baby. And then the stock still. Um, Yeah, I'm going MTSU. Go Blue Raiders. Raider up. Then you got UAB, Northern Illinois, and Cherbundi, Boca, Raton Bowl. Heck yeah, baby. That was one of my top three bowls. I'm going to go UAB, back from the dead. I like them. One Conference USA. I'm going to go them as well. 
Good Dragons. That's right. Um, so is UAB the team that beat us? They did not beat us. No, okay. they we did we go lost to, to Wyoming. Yes, we that was Phil Formers last year. We went to. It was Derek Dooley's second year. We went to overtime with UAB. It was my nephew's first Tennessee football game. What a game. Right. The DXL Frisco Bowl. You said through Wednesday, right? You want to do through Wednesday? Yeah, we'll do through Wednesday. San Diego State and the Ohio. (laughs) Shoot. I'm going to go with Ohio just because we almost lost to them. We didn't almost lose. It was just a bad game. Yeah. I'm going to Ohio too, and I'm a it's big one of them that turned Neela Mafia from a yeah outing to an <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a big Ohio fan. A lot of people don't know this about me, but oh. um, I, I was in high school. I was a big fan of Tuesday Night Maction. Um, it was a weekly tradition of mine that I, w- I would watch Tuesday Night Maction by yourself. I, nothing else to do at home. Mm. I was I know it's probably find this hard to believe. I was grounded a lot in high school, so I had Tuesday nights free so a if you're lot. An Ohio fan. If I have go, to go with a non FBA non-Power 5 team. I'm going to Lane, baby. J.J. McClellan. Okay. I, I, I'm I Ohio through and through. All right. I'm, I'm Ohio. Kick your Bobcats it's probably not true, but I appreciate your efforts. No, they would. No. The Green Wave. Is that the what they are? Green right? Wave, man. Green Wave. I the like angry, it. Angry Green Wave. Oh, God. Better watch it. You got balls in the NFL for me? I do. Um, balls in the NFL, you have Justin Coleman. One tackle, and he had a 29-yard scoop and score. Big Dude, time. that was a good play. That was a good like, play. He, he, looked like a, he looked like a natural returnman doing that. I like it. Malik Jackson had two tackles, a half a sack. Luke Stalker had one catch for seven yards. Alvin Kamara had 12 carries, 51 yards, five catches, 36 yards. Cordero Patterson had two catches for 51 yards. Daniel, or Daniel, God, that sucks. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel McCullers had one tackle. Trevor Daniel had eight punts for 45.3 yard average. Dustin Colquitt had three punts, 37 yard average. Michael Pilardi, four punts, 39.5 yard average. Britton Colquitt had three punts, 47.7 yard average. Matt Dar, one punt, 40 yards. Josh Dobbs got in. He was four for, four for nine, 24 yards, one INT, two rushes, 15 yards. Hate the INT, but we'll take it. Josh Dobbs for MVP. Absolutely. He got in. I got, I got, I got a little excited when he got in. Yep. I'm a big Josh Dobbs fan. Please unblock me on Twitter. Thank you. Yeah. We don't hate you. Great guy. I think. I don't know. I don't follow him on Twitter. I can't tell you. Yeah. I don't know why I'm blocked. Unblock me. Let's talk. Let's. You're welcome onto the show anytime. Anytime. I'll have you on right now. I'll call you. Yeah. I have his number. It's probably blocked. You're it's probably just blocked. 11, right? Yeah. You're probably blocked. Um, NFL power rankings. Before we get into this, I just want to mention that I am in the our fantasy football championship. I made it through, guys. Uh, last time you heard, you, you weren't sure. I know. I am through. I'm currently getting destroyed, though, because I don't have any players playing. He has four, though. So by the end of the night tonight, we're going to know if I've got a really good chance of winning or not. Right now, though, it's... It's not looking hot for me. I would have loved to leave and like all of his players tonight sucked, but they're not. So, NFL power rankings though. A little shaken up this the past two weeks, really. Yeah. Number one. I got Kansas City. I still got New Orleans. Kansas City's they're winning, so they're winning. and they're they're probably gonna win tonight as well against uh, the Chargers. Yeah. 
I've got, two. I've got the Saints at number two. I got the Chiefs at number two. Okay. I've got the Rams at number three. I got the Rams at number three. This is shaking up. I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Texans. Ooh. Sorry, I'm going to go the Cowboys at number four. Ooh. They're rolling. They are rolling. They're rolling. But they're not in my top five. They're Let me rolling. I'll tell you why. The Chargers. Okay. Derwin James. The Chargers are the Chargers are moving too. Yeah. Derwin I've, James, Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, if there's anybody that remind me of Peyton Manning, like after his time, it would yeah. be Phillip Rivers. I would agree. I would agree. He's not as good. I'll give him that. But no. He's like eighth all time in passing yards. Yeah. Which is really like underrated. Right. I feel like that's not what you think of about when you think of Philip Rivers. No. Full disclosure, I, I forgot about Philip Rivers and the Chargers. So I'm going to have to go them at five. Sorry, Texans. You're at six. You have a chance, Texans. I'm going to go with DeBeas. Okay. And number five. New England New England being I'm, be my number six. Why did why did the Rams look so bad this past week? Why did Jared Goff look so bad? I don't know. I mean, like he what the Rams weren't or the the, the Bears weren't making incredible plays. He was just literally throwing them the ball. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, the Dolphins. That was hilarious. That was great. Gronk. I think we talked. We we did. We did talk about. We it. broke it. We we talked about it briefly. Yes. We broke the news. Yep. Um. Sorry about that. Not really, Patriots fans. You deserve every negative thing that happens to you. Yeah. Um, Jumbotron. We're moving into our segments. Jumbotron it is... There's Christmas in the air. Um, it's been cold this week. It snowed a little bit this week. It did. So, I hope you enjoyed that. hope you're enjoying this Christmas holiday. Parties are starting. Um, we have a party tomorrow. We do. I've got two parties tomorrow. A party on Sunday. Two parties tomorrow? Yeah, I, I got invited to one that I probably have no business being at. So I'm just gonna swing by and say hey before ours. Um, it, it's an old work. It's where I used to work. Oh. Yeah, so I'm just gonna swing by and say hey. You know, Hello. yeah, they invi- they, they invited me. I thought that was very nice of them. Um, I'm not gonna crash it too long. Just gonna say hey, and plus I have an excuse to get out of it and, and get here. Um, but I do appreciate them inviting me, so I'm gonna go. But um, yeah, it's Christmas time, and and we're gonna do Christmas candies. Ooh, ring-a-ling, hear them ring. So, well, I didn't get a lot of support in that group message when I said you can never go wrong with sweets. I like All I, I got like, was combativeness from Jesse. No one else was really... See, like, Christmas, I love Christmas. I hate that I love sweets so much during Christmas. This is the time you can't eat them, though. Like, this is appropriate to put on weight. I know, but, but this is, like, the winter's when you get fat. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta, and then you stock up for hibernating. And then you come out of winter for spring break, and you look like you gotta a dad. You gotta, yeah, exactly. You gotta carve the body up. You gotta get the chest ready. You don't do anything in the stomach. Just get the chest ready. Master the dad bod. You're gonna be a dad soon, anyways. God no. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Just wait. Wait till the wait till the Vols in the national championship. I bet you're and, a dad and, before me. Wait till the Vols when I'll take that bet. Wait till the Vols <laughs> win the national championship in April. Nine months later. Oh, if we beat Bama next year, you gotta have a kid. Exactly. Nine, nine months later. <laughs> you, you, two years. The Vols are gonna home. the Vols are gonna win the national championship this year and nine months later, a little rabie. I won't be mad if that's the case. <laughs> I'll sacrifice. <laughs> oh. Speaking of that, let's talk about the oh, inventory God. sale. Oh yeah. Okay. 
Before Jumbotron? Or? Yeah. Okay. I feel like there was some good stuff. I've, and I know, like, some of the stuff or some of the proceeds went to a charity or something like that, but <laughs> I'm a little upset of how everything happened. Like, I feel like there was great deals on everything but the things that people wanted the most. <laughs> and I guess, is. like, my problem is, like, you are the most profitable program in the country. And then you're selling helmets that you're never going to use for $300. And jerseys you're never going to use. The freaking gray jerseys were $250. Yeah. For something you can't even wear. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some people that wear it. And it's just going to look stupid. But I I was really upset of like... And then the employees got to go first. Which... Okay, but then they got $50 off of everything, of all the big stuff. They get $50 off, like, the helmet? Yeah. So I'm like... Should have found an employee of the school, man. I know. So there was, like, two... Like, I went... There was two hours in... Like, they went... They got to go at three. So I was there at, like, 2.45. Yeah. And all these people were, like, going in, and I just had to stand there, outside (laughs) in the cold. I mean... I don't know. I just felt like it could have been... Like, it, I got a lot of cool stuff. I only spent $135, which I'm happy with. I didn't get a helmet. Didn't get a jersey. I'd love... I would have loved to have a jersey. Because that's my thing. But, I don't know. It just... It just rubbed me the wrong way. Nah, you gotta understand. That's how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I guess they do not care about Ball Nation. I mean... Eh. I, and... No, like football was like the only sport represented. Think about, I mean, think about this: like how mad would Alumni Hall and like Vol Shop, who they probably, I mean, Vol Shop's part of Tennessee. All these places they have contracts to sell jerseys at. If you like undersold them, but they don't even sell game worn. Well, I know, but if I could go buy a jersey for fifty bucks, like I'm not going to buy the hundred twenty dollar one from the the Vol Shop. I don't know. I, I just thought like, like I, I feel like they definitely have to be careful in how they sell that stuff. I'm like, what else are you going to use it for? Yeah, but I mean, I feel like they definitely have to be be careful with with the like how they go about that because like if they sold like if they sold a helmet for instance for so like you can buy them at Alumni Hall and stuff and they undersold like that how many helmets they have for sale? You know, like Alumni Hall would definitely probably you know I'd say that breach their contract somewhere. They definitely have a contract. Like, there's a guy who found like a mini. It, it wasn't a replica helmet, but it was a mini helmet signed by Peyton Manning, two hundred ninety five dollars. Yeah, and then a helmet with that you're, they're never going to use again was, and a lot of them didn't even have the bumpers on them. Really, like the back bumper, you know? They're probably like, practice ones then. Yeah, and they probably threw, uh, what you call it? They were probably reconditioned and didn't pass, or for whatever reason they. Just didn't use them. Yeah. And they sold them for three. Well, and like a bunch of, they're getting a bunch of new helmets. So I'm sure that's part of it too. And like, I doubt, like, I don't, I don't know. I was just rubbed. Like, and I love the thing. I love the idea of it. And I liked all the prices except for the yeah. jerseys. And- I feel like you definitely just get into some, and I talked about it last night. Like, if you just sold them for like a hundred bucks, you know, there'd be some, uh, 
autograph people come in there and just the same way like ticket like that's why they have kind of like when you like buy tickets for like concerts or even some sporting events you can't like buy more than like 10 for a single credit card or whatever same thing so to keep like the yeah aftermarket well, I mean, if you're people do it then if you're i feel like you could have had a limit i mean you could have but you know people find you know people still find like find ways around it and then you just it gets well, into one the, guy bought five yeah. So he spent fifteen hundred dollars. About five helmets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. He's probably gonna. He probably thinks he can go get a monograph by a player, a team, and sell him for double or something. Probably. Probably like you said, the miniature rip Peyton Manning one went for two ninety five. So a full one would, you would assume, would go for six hundred. Yeah, but I mean, my thing you can get a speed for and have like a new one made without anything on it, sweat. Ass juice, whatever. Um, on your helmet? Huh? On your helmet? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, or whichever one that shot total, that one. Yeah. Like, Who knows what happened in that, that for $1,000 or something. Yeah. So, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely think, I mean, I feel like that's probably the same way across each, uh, everybody who's done it. I mean, I'd be curious to see other teams' prices, but I just think you definitely get into they have contract, you know, contracts that they have to uphold. And, you know, if you just, if you had one of these and they don't have them every year, but if they want, maybe it's something they wanted to try. Well, I think to it'd hopefully... be a lot different if it wasn't this close to Christmas. Like that's a lot of money to spend like this close to Christmas. Yeah. Like if you had it in the summer, maybe, but I mean, you can't really get that stuff anywhere else though either. Right. But I feel like, but I feel people like have already spent, they probably, so much money they probably should have announced it before Black Friday in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I I, I, feel, I like the idea of it. It definitely, I didn't under, I didn't, under, I don't understand the process for the jerseys and pants over the helmet, because like you said, the jersey you can't really wear, the pants you definitely can't wear, and if you do, I will make fun of you. Period. No, like and and three hundred dollars. I don't think that's bad for. I I was really upset about the jersey. The jerseys, I just doesn't make sense to me. But when I think about it, it's like if they sold all those jerseys for fifty bucks. I feel like people who sell re- Tennessee replica jerseys would definitely try to sue because they they probably have contracts with them or Nike to sell them. Yeah. So that, know, there was a ton left over because yeah. I mean a lot of people just aren't. No, nobody. I mean, and nobody wants to spend that money because like somebody probably went in there and was like, all right, I want a number eleven orange, and that was probably like one of the first ones taken or number sixteen orange, you know, for example. Like yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people went in there like, all right, I'm not gonna buy like eighty three. So. Yeah. Right. I'd say that definitely happened. But I got some nice shoes. Yeah. I got that practice jersey. There was no football practice jerseys, which kind of sucked, but whatever. Who knows? They probably, honestly, they might have, like, given them away to another program. I know, like, Maryville College has, for their practice pants, they're, like, old Tennessee football pants. <laughs> so, they may have given them away to a high school program or. Yeah, maybe Oneida or something, something like that. I mean, the practice jerseys may be anyone. Yeah. So, um, I don't know exactly how that works, but I was kind of surprised. Like the pants, I thought they'd do that same thing. They just give them to a program that needed them. Yeah, who the heck won? Because like, I get Chad Fields wants the pants. I would want a pair of orange pants, just not for fifty dollars. Yeah. And like I said, if I'd had if I had like a mannequin laying around at home, had nothing else to put it on, I'd definitely go buy a full uniform and put them in that. But I don't. So here we are. Yep. Jumbotron though. Jumbotron. Christmas candies. You go first. I'll go first. Right. First one's easy. Reese Christmas trees. 
Easy. Cash money. Ooh. Reese's Christmas trees all day long. I'm going to go with deer poop. Okay. With the Oreo ball dipped in white chocolate. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. I like it. Um, I don't know the name of this candy, uh, but it's delicious. Um, you take pretzel and you put rolls on it and then you like put them in the oven. Um, delicious. One of my favorite candies. I don't know what people call them, but. I don't know what people, the one Raven made with the white chocolate Reese cup. That was and good. The cookie. Yep. I don't know what you call it either, but. That was very good. That, that, that was your second one? Oh, okay. One. Sorry. Um, my third one is uh, peppermint bark. Okay. Real good. Delicious. My third is going to be peanut brittle. There you go. That's a solid. That's a, those are a solid list. Yeah. Going to need to know your rolls because I don't think you can top those. I'll be surprised if you can. Yeah. Definitely can. I mean, to be honest, I like all Christmas candy, so I'll probably appreciate your list. Yeah. How about this? I will not agree unless you send us like something your wife, girlfriend, mom, grandmother made. Just send it to us. Um, I'll give you my address or we can meet up. You can, a Chex Mix, if you, if your parents make Chex Mix or your grandparents, bring me Chex Mix. I love homemade Chex Mix. If it's got coconut, do not bring it near me because I will stab you. Are you allergic? I just hate coconut. Uh I think it's the worst tasting thing in my life. I think it's just a texture thing, but I hate it. I'm just going to put coconut in your drink or something. I'll stab you. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you. Well, I'll stab you after that. I'll see. I'll see if you notice. We'll make you. We'll make you a drink. Do you like it? Sometimes, not all the time. Like I hate like coconut pies. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, not a big fan. Um, stupidity is an epidemic. You got some? I do. Um, mine is Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Buddy, you're a moron. You're so dumb. You got made fun of by Jimmy Himes. The way I heard about this was because I was listening to a sports talk on my way into work. God. And how, Jimmy Himes made. Is there fun nothing of it. else on? I mean, I I usually listen to sports talk radio. Oh, I don't really listen to. And um, he said, in Stephen A. Smith talking, said he forgot Spencer Ware was out. He called them the San Diego Chargers. He said he was looking forward to watching Hunter Henry play. He hadn't played all year. He said Henry was going up against Derek Johnson, who is no longer with um, Kansas, City. Uh, Kansas City. He struggled. And then he just pretty much said, he's like, I work all day. I get busy and confused. And I'm like, but that's your job. It's not like this is like a hobby, a side hobby. That's your job. And like you prepare for every show that you do. And this is the one game tonight that you're talking about. Yeah. It'd be one thing if you talked about freaking Tulane and Louisiana or something Right, and messed that that up. No, you just straight fucked up. (laughs) What's your stupidity? Um... I did have one. Oh, uh, at post underscore vol fact. If David Blackburn was the AD at the University of Tennessee, all this mayhem would have never happened, period. Interesting. All of what? Like, are you talking about the last 10 years? Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Or are you just talking about now? Because maybe just like, the maybe just the OC hire and the good basketball team. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Baseball team... As a top five recruiting class. Okay, for real though, why are we adding turf? I hate that idea. I so I looked into it. I I I get the argument in terms of practice time and games, but in the article I read, he said he talked about how not we don't have a practice field. My answer for that is scrape together enough money to build a practice field. I feel like we have that money lying around somewhere. Well, so what what I got from it was there's too many rained out games. Yes. Which I get that. And 
Now you can host tournaments that doesn't ruin your field. Right. And that's just money. And that's that could be money to make a practice facility. But, but a bunch of teams are going to turf, and that's what it's, you know, it's all about competing with this. My, my thing with the rained out games is, if it's raining, you're, I feel like your field should be good enough that you're going to play in the same amount of rain that you would on turf. Because once it starts raining so hard, you're, you're not going to play regardless. I mean, like, you, you, you're you not going to play in a downpour. Anyways, so. Well, I think they're talking about, like, the next day after right. the rain. Which I just feel like. So, like, a series, I, if it I, rains I, on I, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is going to be miserable. I've been on Neyland after a monsoon, and you can't even tell it's rained. Like, yeah. that's how good that drainage system is. That's how good that turf management is. I feel like you could have the same quality at Lindsey Nelson. That, I think the dirt is a lot different. I mean, I'd say the dirt is harder to maintain, but, like, you know, you look at you have MLB teams and you know you got one in Atlanta, you've got a Triple A AAA team in in Nashville, Double A team, and which they have bigger, longer schedules and more times to make up games and stuff. But they're also getting games rained out. I mean, I think a lot of it is the tournaments. I feel like that's because that's just straight cash. I mean, but how many tournaments are you going to host a year on your? On a college have, in a college facility, if you host three or four, you're probably making thousands of dollars. I mean, but I feel like that's nothing to the University of Tennessee. I mean, for maybe for the base, I don't know what the baseball program like. What, how much profit that? Right, because there's not a lot of people at the games. No, but I mean, I feel like they're. I mean, still, I feel like they're million working on million dollar budgets a year. Like they're not. I don't know. I just. I feel like the turf. Is, I don't know. I just feel like it's gonna make the facility look lesser than because I mean one of the big things for Vitello was like he talked about how just like the area around the stadium doesn't look good. Well, now I feel like the stadium's just gonna look like a. It's not gonna look like a baseball stadium anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't like turf on any fields for what it's worth. I think it's practical for certain programs. I just feel like a program like the University of Tennessee who has the resources to have a world-class field, has the resources to build a practice facility, doesn't. And they, they have an indoor facility that I know they use sometimes, which I know they in the spring they had to split it with, like, softball and stuff. But, like, you do have that indoor facility. Yeah. So, and football, too, who, who uses it. But Right, but you can only get so much done well, yeah, in but, that for a baseball standpoint. Yeah, but, I mean, I feel like you, have, you definitely have the money to go build. If you wanted to build a world-class practice facility, you could. And you might have to you might have to go call some boosters, but I feel like there are plenty of boosters that if you called and said, "Hey, we need to scrape together this money to build a three million dollar practice facility," you would have it by tomorrow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know I don't know what that looks like, and I, I'm not saying I'm for it because I'm I don't like it either, but I get kind of why they're doing it. It, I, made, it made more sense when I read. I get it, and I read that article on Vol whatever it's called that Dan Harrelson dude. Vol wire, wire yeah. I like I, I read it and I, I understood where he's coming from, but at the same time I feel like I feel like there were a number of solutions that we could have gone to before going to turf. I mean it's just like the same reason like I don't want Neyland to be turfed. You don't need to. Why do it? You know. Yeah. So it well, looks I like feel grass like a looks a hundred times better. Renovations are putting on the back end because of the renovations to Neyland. Well, and it's definitely. I mean, we're not a baseball school. I mean, no. if they took the if they wanted to invest the money to be. A, cool, a really good baseball program, they could. It's about want to. Yeah. I mean, 
It, it, you know, and it maybe it's going to take something like having a rival like we did in Kentucky. Like the only reason Thompson Bowling got built is because Rupp Arena got built. So I mean, maybe it'll take another school that we want to beat in baseball bad enough that builds or wants something that or has something that we want, and maybe they'll take that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of changes that need to be made, and I just, I mean, I'm curious. I'm curious to see the amount of rained out games that happen this year versus last year. Yeah. I I don't I don't remember a lot of games off the top of my head that got rained out just due to the facility. Which maybe it was when he talked about the practice time and how they, you know, they would have to give the dirt or the grass a while, you know, they can only use it for like 20 minutes at a time or whatever. Again, that's like build a practice facility. You know, you have the funds for it. But yeah. I don't know if they have the funds. I, I think, I think if they did, it's they a university. They would have done it by now. But so it's, I mean, it's going to cost close to a million dollars just to do the, the field. That's I feel like that's enough to build a quality practice facility. But where do you put it? Because they were I mean, thinking about moving the baseball field anyway, so like they don't have room for it on campus. Yeah, I mean, I feel like again, it's one. I mean, it may have to be like a you know close to campus facility. I just I feel like you've got the you've got the funds, you've got the support. Maybe not quite as much support, but that kind of falls back on the AD in my opinion. Which obviously baseball takes a backseat to everything. I get that. Yeah. So I get that it takes a backseat to everything, but when you win in, when when you're winning, things kind of fall into place. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see if they with Vitello there, if it starts kind of getting more, if baseball gets more attention oh, okay. from the from the from the athletic department and athletic director, not necessarily the fans or anything. I like winning will if you start winning, fans will just show up to your games um, because Tennessee gets a lot of support. Curious to see what happens within the athletic department if he does start winning. He's put together a good recruiting class. Um, he probably deserves the attention. I mean, you got to go win first off. You got to get to Birmingham and then, um, you know, to Omaha. But if you want to win, you're gonna have to put money, uh, put some money up for it. Yeah, because right now our facilities are not where they're no not competing in this. No, no players really dreaming of playing at Tennessee right now. No, so stupidity's an epidemic. Do you have any more? Uh, I do. Darren Ravel, he tweeted. On Sunday night, because you have the uh, Chris Collinsworth slide in now, and someone tweeted out insane footage of Bar going wild for Chris Collinsworth Sunday night slide in, and it's very obvious that it's an edited video. Mm-hmm. The way the screen is, it's the it's England going crazy during the World Cup, and Darren Ravel quote tweeted and said almost one hundred thousand likes here. Guess people miss the England flags that match the crowd and Bar up to this year's World Cup. Wow, Darren, thank you for breaking down that, letting us know it was edited. We thought. People legitimately cheered and threw beer for Chris Collins were sliding into screen. Yeah, I do. Phenomenal breakdown, Darren. Phenomenal. So my next one is uh, J.K. Clark. He is a three-star offensive center um, recruit. He says uh, he committed to Illinois on 11-11-18. He said, it's done. I'm not going anywhere. Less than a month later, why wait? Why wait? Why wait? Respect it. BU committed to University of of Miami. Interesting. So not even a month after he says, and I'm not going anywhere, he commits to Miami. I mean, I think you see that a lot, but I just find it funny how they say, I'm not going anywhere, 100% committed, yeah, and just, not even a month. Maybe keep your mouth shut there. <laughs> yeah. Help yourself out a little bit. Um, got anything else for the show? 
Oh, God. <laughs> That's terrible. Dad's dressing up. It's terrible. I mean, like... Like, I hope this was all in fun. I mean, it was obviously... I think it was all in fun, but, like, don't put on the full uniform, man. <laughs> just put on a jersey. It's so I mean, different. Like, you, and don't put on the headband. I like how he just didn't go half. Like, he didn't yeah, just oh. put on a jersey. He wore the he sleeve, went, the gloves. The man went for it all. It was obvious the guy was like... He saw his son start getting like getting dressed. He's like, "Hey man, you got an extra pair of pants for me anywhere?" <laughs> I bet. It's you no know, back in. I was gonna go pro. I just but then I threw my arm out. I, I was all for the mom that was wearing the jersey, and then she was in the the uh, tackle stance. I was like, you know what? Yes, moms in football gear every year, every day. I'm all for it. Moms drink free. Moms drink free. Moms mom, moms drink free. Moms get free jerseys, free pants. I'm all Dang for it. it. I should have got a mom to give me a jersey. <laughs> I'm all for it. That's all I got. Guys, thank you all for listening. Another long show. It'll get you. Hey, tomorrow's, by the time you're listening to this, it's Friday. Happy happy Friday. Um, be safe this weekend. Have a, if you have any Christmas parties, enjoy them. And root for Rip Harambe in the Fantasy Football Championship. Yeah, we got a new listener on, um, on the show, his uh his name is Stockton at Bear Hunting Bruce. He um I think Power T Tape said well we're his favorite podcast and he said uh Fall Quest is greater than um and I was like you know you should try to listen to it see what you think and he liked it so I think we got a new listener so I just want to give him a little shout out for shout out. Thanks for listening. Yeah, for listening to their show. He said it's it's entertaining. He said he wanted more recruiting, so I, I filled it up today. There you go. And uh, that's all we got, so we're bringing the boat in, and we out.